0: Bikes and feel the heat. It's time for Like a Podcast, aka Podcast Gagotoku. I am your host Argyle, and with me, as always, is Jordan. Hello, and we are back to discuss Chapter Number Three of Yakuza Zero. A gilded cage. A gilded cage.
1: A gilded uh, cage. How have you been doing this week? I've been doing all right. I'm staying inside, washing, washing my hands eating hot chip and lye doing all the things yeah um, and i gotta tell you these little excursions to to uh well not to camarocho to the new place have really helped me through it
0: yeah it's been an eventful week not just because of the uh, global pandemic but because two new games came out and made it very hard for me to play the game oh, yeah i forgot have a about
1: that about we're, we're um, living in a post doom and animal crossing world now
0: yeah most people are playing animal crossing i am also playing animal crossing the new horizons animal crossing where you live on an island uh
1: hit me up the one where the one where the landlord exiles you we love it yeah but he I'm also just a... exiles
0: himself so I, he, I does. he
1: does i wish i wish all landlords would exile themselves yeah um, um i did i did we i don't know about you but i finally unlocked the good friend of isabel today so she's here Oh, uh, I don't. Got... I
0: don't have her yet. Do you, she's you need the town hall time. first, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't have town hall yet. I'm pretty close. Like I've got You're the close. three house plots filled in, and that, So I'll get there. I got Ellie and Clay to move into two of them. I got them from Mystery Islands, and the third one is Sherry. Cherry, C H E R I. I think she's like. Oh, I think parent. I've got her.
1: She hasn't moved I've got in a... quite
0: yet, but the house is sold. So
1: I've got Pinky the Panda Pop Star. So pretty much Ooh. everything you need um i'll tell you what not not to to you know we're talking about yakuza here we're not talking about i mean there are no animal yakuza as far as i can tell maybe also doom be. eternal is good it's good yeah doom eternal looks pretty good i'll I'll pick that up again uh, but i love i love isabel to rip up, <laughs> once isabel shows up i'll tell you what the game really pops off damn like you get a bunch of new shit so yeah. get excited all right besides that we're talking about the other game the the only game we're talking about Yakuza 0 again. Yeah, um, and and we're talking about what I think is maybe one of the best uh introductory chapters of this series possibly yeah. at all time.
0: This is um It's a so, good one. Yeah, this is chapter 3, A Gilded Cage. If you see any everybody who plays Yakuza 0, especially if it's their first game, they absolutely love this chapter.
1: Yeah, that's me. I when I uh when I got to this chapter, this was like See my the moment where the game really clicked for me was when I was walking around and I ran into the producers and then the moment this game became like an immediate favorite was the part when I got to this chapter.
0: Yeah, like ever, like you 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 can't you can't swing a cat without hitting somebody on Twitter talking about this scene. Yeah, like the like the introductory scene to this chapter in particular. Um, yeah, it, it, it's. It's so good. It, it, it's really, really good. Uh, especially, like... I mean, like, I love Kiryu. We love Kiryu here. We, we're both big Kiryu fans. Um, but, like, the first two chapters are kind of just Kiryu, like... Going, it's time for me to live up to my family name and face full face life full consequences. full life consequences. Yes. Uh, just kind of doing that, being serious, man. Uh, and, and then we yeah. get this chapter, which is... Uh, has... Like, I'd i say it's a lot more fun, but also has, like, a lot more, uh,
1: intrigue. Yeah. It's good. It, it really is a huge shift of, of like, sort of tone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also just, like, it, it just takes it to this whole new level. Um, shall we begin? <clears> shall we begin talking about it? Because I'll say one thing, which is, uh, if you cut out the massive cutscene at the beginning of this chapter, the chapter's not actually that long. Yeah, it's it's mostly just basically watching a movie. Um, so we are not in Camarochio anymore. We're in a new city. We're in Osaka. Um, we're in Sotenbori, which is Sotenbori. the nightlife. Yeah, Sotenbori. Um, which is I, I have dip. such a hard no- time pronouncing it. Yeah, Sotenbori. I don't know if um, I should put in too much effort or not enough. I say I say we 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 put in the the right amount of effort, but we don't need to put in the round of effort to be correct about it because then it would just sound weird with the with the English. <laughs> Cause we're both speaking English. So we can call it Sotembori if we want. We're allowed to. Oh okay. um, so Sotembori is the sort of touristy, nightlifey um food district of Osaka. Yeah. Fictionalized. It's actually called Dotembori in real life. Yeah. And uh we get we get sort of that same glamour shots that we get of Kamarocho. Lots of party go- goers, neon lights there's tons of these giant decorative signs all over Sotembori. Yeah, the, um, the, they're the cool.
0: signature, like a neon sign of a guy drinking beer.
1: Yeah, there's like the, a big crab or the big a blowfish crab, or the yeah. big blowfish. Uh, a scary clown. Scary drum playing boy. A scary gl- drum playing clown boy. Um but at the center of the at the center of the city. This one giant building, it's the Cabaret Grand. Not literally so, at the center. Not that center, but it's like the heart of the city. Yeah.
0: No, I I, I said I also said in my notes that it's at the center, but I...
1: Yeah, it's not I, at the center. It's actually kind of on the edge.
0: Yeah, I, but I wanted to clarify, not literally at the center in case anybody wants to be a pedant. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get lots of comments. Well actually it's actually on the uh, it's, it's actually on the, the northeast northwest side. side. The northwest it's a, it's, it's side it's a very of uh, corner. on
0: the west side of Sotenbury Street.
1: If you're actually being literal about it, the center of the city is just a water. <laughs> yeah. So it's um the, it's the river. Or like yeah, Sofukucho Street. <laughs> so we got we we get like, you know, a classy jazz band, they're sort of playing their tunes. And this is a, uh, a club of, uh, a hostess club, as they say, um, which I believe we'll be getting into more detail of what that is at the end of the episode. Mm. But for, mm, but, uh, just for, just as a crash course, hostess club is a Japanese thing. It's got you know, you basically go to a club and, uh, they have workers there named hostesses and they kind of come to your table and they chat up with you, you order drinks and they kind of flirt with you. It's, it's weird. I don't really get it, um, as an American and I'm pretty sure pe- Japanese people also kind of think it's weird too. But we're in the 1980s, and there's just a ton of them. And this is the biggest one in town. Yeah,
0: we see we see some shots. We see a guy just like chugging from the like the ice from bucket. The
1: ice bucket. He's taking the ice bucket challenge in 1989. Oh yeah.
0: In that day, they just they just drank champagne from it.
1: Yeah, that's how they <laughs> it did. Was it was less it was less noble back then. Yeah,
0: and they weren't doing it for any sort of awareness. They just did it. Yeah, it was it was more like the 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 cinnamon challenge. In
1: that yeah, way. there's a there's a guy who's wearing like a crown of money. Yeah, he's got he's his putting,
0: tie around his forehead like a karate yeah. belt, and he's just he's putting, got yen bills in it,
1: and he's like, ooh, "I'll put them in your cleavage." <laughs> um, so it's just you know party time, and he, and he throws a get, bunch of he throws a bunch of cash in
0: the air. And oh the yeah. girls all they all go to get it.
1: Yeah, and then we get uh, two besuited gentlemen. Um, there's one dude in kind of a brown suit. Uh, we'll call him Chief. We never get these guys' names. Yeah. And then there's matter. a guy in a black suit. I think he's a local. I think he's from Osaka. And then yeah, so the yeah, the so the, the, yeah is... Chief
0: in the brown suit. He's from Tokyo. And then the other guy in the the whatever the green suit. I think. Uh, he, yeah. He is. I think he's in he a black
1: is. suit, but I'm also colorblind, so I can't Yeah, really whatever. Tell. He's in
0: some <laughs> other color suit. He's a local. He's from around here. He knows about the Cabaret Grand.
1: Yeah, so he's he's showing this businessman around. He says, uh, a trip to Sotenbori without a trip to the Grand is like Takoyaki without the octopus. I'll also say, um, if you're playing these games or watching any Japanese media that's translated to English, if you ever notice a character kind of, they, they put like apostrophes in their speech, like... Like oh that's what I'm saying etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, they're they're usually speaking in the kansai dialect, yeah. which is the kansai bon or ben I think it's called, and uh, that's that's just how they translate it. So yeah, that's if you, usually if you signified a by a southern accent. Yeah, they usually use a southern accent as a way to approximate it. So in uh, pretend
0: for all of these that I am speaking with yeah. my real voice, not my podcast voice. Yeah, <laughs> and my real voice that nobody has ever heard. I'm, Ooh, I'm blind. This is my real
1: voice. Yeah. <laughs> Your actual southern accent. So, um. But, the, but they're, the ch- they're,
0: all, they're all talking like this. And they're all, they're we're uh, like we're this. from.
1: Uh, we're uh, Breaker Breaker. We're in Sotomori. This is all the the truckers of Camarocho come to here. <laughs> so, uh. So the chief is kind of nervous about being in this club because he says that it's in the Omi Alliance's backyard. Um, <gasps> the Omi Alliance being, uh, the Kansai Yakuza um and they're they're a real scary bunch of dudes so this guy's kind of creeped out he he says there's a lot of yakuza looking dudes here but the uh the osaka businessman uh, reassures him that this is the most safe place in town and that the yakuza uh they behaved themselves here yeah for 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 a certain special reason
0: yeah so they take their seat and the waiter greets them uh and the, the chief is still pretty nervous, but, uh, he, he's a little less nervous once the, his pretty ladies walk up and they're like, hey. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> they, uh, the,
1: the Osaka they, They've got man. huge hungalagongas. Oh, you, got, you know they got some huge hungalagongas. And, uh, and the, the Osaka businessman is just like, four bottles of champagne for the table! Don't worry, it's, we're we're on, we're on my dime today, it doesn't matter, we're at the grand, baby. Well, at first they're just going to get
0: one bottle of champagne, but then the girls are like, "Well, this is a big shot from Tokyo.
1: You should get more. So you should get more champagne." They get they get a bottle every. Oh, one of them. One of them is like, "Oh, you're going to convince him that usahakins are cheap." And he's like, "All right, we got to get four bottles, one for each." Um, so then we get the chief. Uh, some time has passed. We see more partying scenes. There's like the the money crown man is doing more money crown things and then the chief is like yeah now he's chugging alcohol yeah he's chugging he's chugging uh he's chugging champagne from the floor and he says the last time i was here in town i hadn't even heard of this club apparently there was a new manager and the second the manager changed boom this is like the biggest club in town and everyone everyone knew about it and the reason is yeah because the new man
0: yeah yeah, the new manager, he poached all the best girls from the other clubs and apparently he also did some uh less than savory things that you might not even talk
1: about in hushed tones. Yeah, he's 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 sort of a, you know, he's savvy, but he's he's got a dark side to him.
0: He's become but a local he's... legend for ter- turning the grand from nothing into just the the hippest swaggest place in
1: town. Just the greatest club. Unfortunately, The good times can't last because there's a commotion coming from downstairs in the club. Um, There's a a man, a sleazebag, a a gross man. Getting handsy. Yeah, getting handsy. He's groping um, one of the hostesses. And then the floor manager comes up to him and he's like, hey, no touching. This is our club has a no touching policy. And then the guy's like, what are you going to do about it? And he pushes the the waiter to the ground. And... uh, back up top the chief the chief is just like what the fuck i, don't, I told to leave. you this place was we need to I leave. I told you this place was bad news and then the the businessman is like no don't worry about it is something this of all the places to start something in this town you starting it in his club and he, he says work. he'll come handle it like he'll capital come capital it.
0: he will come yeah. handle it the
1: the the lord ononi he will come and handle it no
0: and, and
1: uh <laughs> there's no god in the grand there's before only you know it him
0: out walks a man with an eye patch and a ponytail, shiny shiny Some nice shiny, like shoes. metal
1: shoes they're like i think they're like snakeskin with like metal on the tip yeah it's, you know him you love him it's the one the only goro majima it's goro majima the manager of the cabaret grand that's his only title that's the only thing we've ever called him. Um, so the chief sees this, this uh, strange-looking, eye-patched man and is like, oh, is that the bouncer? Uh, it is not.
0: <laughs> so uh,
1: The customer Ma- sees him and is also like, are you the bouncer? Are you gonna throw me out? So Majima is like, you look like a Yakuza. <laughs> uh, I may look like a Yakuza. However, appearances aren't everything here take my business card i'm so grateful for your patronage um however i i would ask you to refrain from touching and getting violent and then the- <laughs> however, oh my god i, I love I, this I, part <laughs> i i won't throw you out and i won't get physical because after all the customer is king so we need to talk about this real quick um in English, he says the customer is king. In Japanese, he says "okiyakusama wa which means the customer is god. Oh goodness! Yeah, even more so. Yeah, he's he's even more gracious in Japanese. But uh, the the guy, the sleaze bag dude, is just like, oh, you're not gonna get violent with me. Well, check this out. And he he like grabs this bottle of wine or something champagne and he, champagne maybe and he pours it on Majima's head and Majima's just like this is some real this is some real not always right bullshit where he's just like <laughs> he's completely and, unfazed yeah he's he is he's, not he's, even he's blinking. making the, he's,
0: he's making the soy face the whole time he's
1: smiling serenely <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like wow um i've always said i love this brand so much that i wish i could bathe in it and you've made my dream come true thank you sir and the guy's like, oh, you piece of shit, fuck you, I'm gonna fuck you up. And he just starts he's punching mug yeah. smug, smug asshole. He swings the
0: bottle at him. and
1: uh, He just starts dodging back and forth, and he's just like, please sir, no violence. Um, however, he says, if you insist on interrupting our business further. And then he, like, strikes a Majima pose, and he tells his band to give him one with a beat... Because it's time to go fucking wild. Let's go, boys. Uh, and he says, "If you insist that I
0: overstep my station, sir, then I, Majima, shall dance with you. I will not, however, raise
1: a hand against you. After all, the customer is king. The customer's god. Um, do you think that Majima makes his band learn this song because this happens so often? <laughs> this is like he he when they hire new you know a new trombone player at the Cabaret Grand. He's like." Alright, this is the Majima fight music. If anyone ever steps out of line and I need to step in, you just play this song. If I ever uh, need to make get me... epic,
0: you play this song.
1: <laughs> if I ever need to make everyone in the game stop applaud, this is the song you're going to play when I do it. So this is sort of... It's showtime! It's showtime! So this is amazing this is one of my favorite tutorials it's not really a tutorial because it's teaching us things we pretty much already know but um we get the three rules of management uh, are the tutorial prompts I unfortunately did not write them all down oh shit I didn't write like them all right but but it's basically like never lay a hand on your customer offer additional generosity etc etc
0: so basically during this section you all you can do is dodge around you can't you can't hit him no matter how much you mash the button you won't, the you customer won't throw is king any punches after all. but yeah. you can also perform special customer service heat actions uh, where you, you like, like you like offer him another drink and a, like a hot towel and
1: stuff yeah the the like heat move where the guy dodges and then Majima just sneaks up behind him and he's like would you like a hot towel sir oh it's so funny um so you just keep dodging him keep offering additional generosity and then finally, the tutorial ends. The guy like slams into a table and uh, grabs an ice pick, and he's about to like, you know, really give it to Majima. But Majima like judo flips him and disarms him and tells him, uh, "Sir, for your own safety, I'll hold on to this." And then once again, everyone everyone in everyone GameStop, claps. Everyone claps. This is the as a person who's worked in Eat. service for many years. This is this is our dream moment. Is 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 this precise moment where everyone claps? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> do you want to say what happens next? Because it's it's Buck Wild.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a really really good moment. Uh, so, like the the waiters like start hoisting the the guy up. They're like, "Come on, asshole! We're taking you to the cops." Uh, but Majima is like, "No, hold on a moment." Crowd, everyone we should show this man friends. we need to show this man some compassion he, he you he wouldn't want that you wouldn't want this man to lose his social standing that he's worked so hard to gain after just one night of mistakes he he worked so hard for it instead i i asked that you sir grant me just the small favor if i could be so selfish as to ask that you you cover the night's tab and buy everyone the drinks for tonight uh i'm sure you could cover it being the head of uh osama uh, osama <laughs> <laughs> osama
1: you're the head of al qaeda
0: as the head of osaka pharmaceutical hq uh and he he like pulls out the guy's business card that he Stole at some point, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, "Please, I, I, I'm asking such a small favor of you. If I, I'm being so selfish, but if you could please just grant me this one he's wish." He's also he, like, on the he floor. Gets he gets down he's on, on the his floor. Hands and knees. Yeah. Uh, and the guy's like, uh, uh, "Yeah, yeah. If, if everyone would be all right with it, I, I, I'll, I'll buy drinks for everyone." And the, and the crowd goes
1: wild, Majima... My favorite part is Majima... Majima, uh... He turns to the crowd, but he's still on his knees, so yeah, he, he, like, he like, his... He, like, shuffles, like, some kind of gremlin man, and he's like, what do you say, everyone? What, shall we honor this man's generous request? And then, there's never been a GameStop applauding harder than this GameStop, I'll tell you that. we will um, buy and...
0: everyone in the GameStop their own copy of Madden
1: 2K20. Yay! loot boxes for everyone! And then Majima- Everybody gets uh, a Funko Pop. Yeah, everyone gets a free Majima Funko Pop. And then he, he, Majima, oh fucking Majima's like, don't clap for me. Clap for the generosity of this horrible man who was just feeling up one of my hostesses. And then everyone claps for the pharma exec. Uh, And, uh, then he's just like, alright, thank you. Damn, did we get teleported to
0: America? Yeah.
1: Wow. Everybody, Everyone clap for the pharma execs. Thank you for your service. And then he's just like bows to everyone and then uh, walks away. And then we get back to the, the chief from Tokyo and he's just like wow. wow. So that's the manager. Damn. I get why this place is, is number one. And then the, the other, the local is like, yeah, that's Goro Majima. Sotenbori's lord of the night. Yeah. I'll tell you what. We should all be living a life where we can make an entire room of people applaud and then have another local businessman say that we're the lord of the night. I just think it's funny how many cool nicknames Majima has. has It's not fair fair to anyone that Majima's hogging all the good nicknames. And I can't wait to share the rest of them with you. If you
0: were just as cool as Majima, you would get some cool nicknames of your own.
1: Damn, your mom lets you have so many nicknames. But you're not. I'm not as- we'll never be as cool as Majima. So, uh, back on the roof of the Grand, uh, Majima's out, he's kinda having a smoke break, and then he sees this, uh, homeless man pushing a cart, just staring into his eyes from the ground, he's just looking up and staring at Majima. I'm sure it's nothing. It's nothing, Majima's like, interesting, gonna go inside now. So good news from the floor, the orders are pouring in like crazy, no injuries, they're making bank. Uh, Majima tells um, the floor manager to give a bonus to the hostess that got felt up, uh, because that's horrible. And uh, and then the manager's like, already on it, don't worry. And then he says, Majima says, uh, tell the rest of them to keep an eye on Captain Grabass to make sure he doesn't run out on the bill. So uh, Majima, we'll say one thing, which is Majima, when he's working the floor, completely different man. <laughs> yeah he's uh he's he's putting on a customer service persona like we all do oh yeah so you know he, he
0: asks for uh an update from the floor manager and the floor manager tells him that one of the the new hostesses uh kanai-chan uh isn't getting along with the other girl specifically uh sakurako-chan uh so Majima goes to sort it out uh he go he, he talks to one of the waiters to fetch him kanai-chan and the guy's just kind of staring at the pillar just like
1: yeah he's he's like oh, oh. he's having one of those days
0: well check that out anyways we, 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 you talk to the girl and she's like ah, i don't get along with any of these girls they're all in a clique and they all they, the hierarchy blah 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 so you're like well if you instead of like being so mean to them you could be nice and you could be rivals so you push each other to do better so you could like you're getting along but you're still competing and you know that kind of
1: yeah, he he there. he sees that Kanai has a competitive side. So instead of trying to just tell her to get along, he tells her to be rivals with the other girls instead of just being like mean at each other. Mm-hmm. That way they all they all improve cuz he says he needs girls that are popular with the guys and with the other girls. And I know you could be that girl, Kanai-chan. And she's like, "You bet I can." Cuz this is Manjima once again. He's a he's really got it under his control. He's he's totally knows how to run a nightclub.
0: Yeah, and then and then he's like, "Well, that that waiter seemed kind of out of it. Let's go talk to him." So you go talk to, you you go find him. He's staring at a different pillar. Uh
1: <laughs> they they call they're calling him the pillar man. They're calling him the pillar man.
0: Um and and you're like, "Hey, dude, what's wrong?" And he says, "Oh, my dad got I just got a call from my sister. My dad's sick and he needs 500,000 yen to cover his medical procedures." Uh uh but, and I can't get an advance because I just asked for one because of some other thing. Majumi's like, Okay, I'll pay for it. Uh and also take a few days off to go visit your dad. Uh, yeah, he's, a nice, he, so,
1: he's a nice man. He's 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 out here looking out for his employees. He just wants the whole place running smoothly and he wants to keep morale high. That's that's yeah. Majima for you. Yeah, he, um, he's
0: like said, he thinks like I just need this place to run smooth. I'll dump as much money into it as I need to. Yeah, exactly.
1: Money is not an object. I just need everyone to to be running this place as best as they can. So then a waiter comes up to Majima and tells him that uh, because the whole house is on on this dude's tab, there's this one asshole who started out ordering just the most expensive vintage wines and worked his way down the menu. And he's already run up a 4 million yen tab. And uh, Majima's like, (sighs) Okay. Right. He's like, uh, I guess, take me to him. Band, get ready to play another song. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: y- You walk up to the guy, like, and as soon as Majima, like, hears the guy's voice and sees his face, y- you see, like, visibly, he's like, oh, Jesus. Not yeah, he guy. drops,
1: it. he's, like, dropped his demeanor entirely. Majima's not very happy to see this guy, and he asks to talk to him in the back. Um. So this guy's name is Sagawa. He's he's got a he's well dressed. He's got sort of a goatee beardy kind of thing going on. Uh he looks like kind of a piece of shit. Um just from the look of him. Um and he knows Majima. Um and he also he's says like oh uh he uh hold on. They uh they sit down um and he says that basically coming out to inspect the club is part of his job and and getting to drink for free is a is a bonus. Uh so basically Saigawa owns the Cabaret Grand. He's Majima's boss, mm-hmm. and he's uh, here to check on uh, our special boy, uh, yeah. Majima. And this likes, whole scene, Majima
0: yeah. is, like, waiting on him hand and foot. Like, he lights a yeah. cigarette, he dumps out the ashtray, he, like, pours him a drink. Gives him a towel. Yeah. Et cetera. And um, he's obviously just fucking miserable the whole time he's dead. Yeah, he hates it. Like, this,
1: is, this is the, this is the, I fucking hate my boss, but I have to be nice to him because he can, uh, you know, have me killed or fire me. He One can have me sent to torture prison. He can have me sent to, to Guantanamo whenever he wants. So so he's like, I heard what happened. I, I can't you uh you really turned a pickle into profit. That's my boy, great job. He says, uh basically they chat about how the sales are through the roof and that uh oh Majima, you look good with the straight and narrow, uh you uh you sure you wanna you sure you don't wanna do this? So we find out that this whole Majima expert Lord of the Night customer service thing, he fucking hates it. It's, he's yeah. miserable, he hates his job, he hates his life, even though he's, like, running this club and everyone loves him and his employees love him and the people love him and he could be rolling in it at all times and living this hotshot nightlife, uh, sort of reality. He is miserable and he doesn't want to be here. Yeah. And Sagawa, he's just, like, points he, he's at, just, yeah. He's just,
0: he's just asking, he just asks Sagawa, like, when can I get back into the Yakuza? And Sagawa's just like... Yeah. You ask that all the time, dude.
1: Come on, chill out, chill out. You got this great life here. Are you sure you even want to be a yakuza? Uh, and,
0: then, and then we finally get uh, Sagawa's like uh, in- introductory uh, like name card. He is Sukasu Sagawa, retainer to the fifth chairman of the Yomi Alliance and patriarch of the Sagawa family. Uh, yes. he, so he, he is he... also uh, Futoshi Shim-, Shim, yeah, Futoshi Shimano's a uh, sworn brother. So yeah, he's his uh, kyodai. Yeah, so Majima's old patriarch. Uh, before he got kicked out of the yakuza he has sworn brothers with him
1: yes so that's why he's sort of keeping an eye on majima because majima did something and he's being punished for it and his punishment is that he has to manage the grand and live in in Sotenbori. and he, he if he can raise 100 million yen for the uh the omi alliance basically sagawa will have a chat with shimano his brother his sworn brother and uh so Majima tells Sagawa that he has, he'll has he have his 100 million yen by the end of the month, and then he'll get back in the family. And then Sagawa, the piece of shit, is like, did I say 100 million? Uh, I don't know. How about I... another five hundred? Make million. it 500 million, and then Majima's so fucking pissed off, he goes to punch Sagawa in the face. Rat, yeah. yeah, and he goes to punch him, but he stops his, his fist right before he hits his face. And Sagawa's like, you can't fucking hit me. You can't they call, They're calling me Mr. Try and hit me out here because <laughs> uh, you want to go back if you punch me now you'll go back to the hole and you won't ever see daylight again but don't worry majima the Akaza would never let a cash cow like you go free and then majima says like fuck it 500 million 1 billion i'll do whatever it takes to get back in the game and then sagawa what does sagawa tell majima he's like would you do a hit would you punch someone oh wait no not that kind of hit would you kill someone
0: the macro would probably say. Yeah. You yeah.
1: He, he, would, you, would you hit Travis? And then Majima's like speechless, and then Sagawa says, haha, just for laughs, just kidding, <laughs> don't <laughs> just worry just about kidding. it. Just messing with you, kiddo. Unless. Um, unless eyes emoji. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, chief. This ain't it. But maybe. So, um. Before he leaves, he takes his briefcase, he gets up, and he's like, by the way, one thing. Um, there's another... Uh, that hostess, Noriko, your number, your number one gal. Um, number one! Number one! Uh, there's another club. They need a shot in the arm, so I'm gonna send your best girl over. Anyway, have fun making 500 million dollars! Bye! Bye! Um, so Sagawa leaves, and Majima goes apeshit. He kicks the trash can over. He's fucking furious. The floor manager runs in, he's like, Majima, Noriko-chan, she's leaving! And then Majima's like, Yep, yeah, <sighs> owner's call, can't can't do anything about yeah, it. Anyways,
0: who's, uh, who's the best girl in town that we don't have yet?
1: Yeah, it's a Nozomi from Odyssey. The Grand's uh, biggest rival. Yeah, the Grand's biggest rival. It's time to go out poaching. And then Majima says, he's like, he, he looks in the camera and trailer music starts playing, and he's like, the night, the nightlife, it's a jungle. It's a jungle out there, and the strong, where they eat the weak, and if, the, if one stumble, the cabaret Grant goes down, coming soon, to a theater near you. So, so he he's walks out. Go, yeah, he's gonna leave, he says all that, and then he leaves, and everyone applauds, and then uh, he walks out, and uh, a normal man is there. Just uh, a normal-
0: A normal guy looking... wearing some really bright white bro- boots and red gloves named Somataro Komeki- He's a Uh, normal... He
1: is... You know, just imagine the baseline human being is what Somataro Komeki looks like.
0: He is, quote-unquote, the heir to
1: a certain form of martial arts. We won't name (laughs) what it is. Don't worry about it. However, his edge is... He's lost his edge, so he needed to leave Tokyo to go on a a sort of Japan-wide training adventure. But for some reason...
0: He heard rumors that the proprietor the proprietor of a local alehouse in Osaka was ale quite house. the quite the well, he does refer to the grand yeah as i know an he's al-house.
1: he's got yeah. a very he's got a very old fashioned way of speaking yeah uh
0: he heard there's quite the interesting man running it uh so he's come to meet him and majima's like
1: i'm not going to i do not he's, he's oh do like, you
0: mean do you mean sagawahan
1: he's inside yeah, he uh yeah. he just left actually yeah <laughs> So, uh, so Majima is starts kind of doing his, uh, his, like, shtick. Schm- he starts kind of schmoozing up, uh, the guy. And then he's like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't drink. I'm not gonna, I'm not a gluttonous man. I'm not going into that horrible place. I just was looking for the manager. And then Majima's like, Oh, if you're not paying, you know, I, I love my customers, but, uh, I'm not gonna fucking waste my time on a guy who's not gonna give me money. Um, and then Kameki's like, Look. I see a demon inside you trying to get out, Majima. Aren't you? Uh, aren't you tired of de- being nice? Don't you just want to go <laughs> apeshit? Yes. And uh, when Majima hears that, he's like, yes, you know, maybe I do want to go apeshit a little, especially Please. after that com- conversation with Sagawa Han. So um, he says, "Not here. Not in front of the club. We'll go have our tutorial somewhere else."
0: They go to one of so, the footpaths by the river.
1: Yeah, and it's time to learn about Majima's first style, Thug Style. Thug Style. So let's talk about Thug Style. Yeah, there
0: isn't really, we don't really learn that much here. Uh, So Thug Style, we'll we'll talk about, let's actually talk about it more than the game does. Yeah, sure. Actually. So Thug Style is Majima's base uh, fighting style. It, it, it's it, kind of like Q-User Brawler. It's a very balanced, very uh, like, uh, it, it's good all round. I'd say it's better than Brawler, to be honest. Like, it, yeah, it's it's got, I think
1: it's I think it's got better dodges too for
0: for. It, I, I mean, it definitely different. has better dodges because it can dodge twice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's like very precise and has like a lot of like uh, instead of just like straight up Brawler with like fist stuff, it will
1: just do fisting.
0: Uh, he, he he also knows how to use his feet. Um,
1: Damn, he's he's the Lord of the Night, and he's got feet.
0: Yeah, he's got like a lot of sweet kicks, and he, he can do like cool moves and stuff.
1: The first uh, thing that
0: the first and thing that oh, he he can you. also uh, yeah, he can oh, yeah, also um, his rush combo loops, and once you get more upgrades, you can loop it more times. So you can just whack a man like twenty times before doing a finishing move. It's it, it
1: pretty good.
0: Yeah, uh, and also, in this tutorial, you learn that one of your finishing moves is an eye poke that will, like, kinda temporarily stun a guy
1: and make him turn around. Yeah, and if you turn around and you have your heat gauge built, uh, up, you can use Essence of Choking, which it says it's Essence of Choking. Uh, it's more like Essence of Break a Guy's Neck. Yeah. Uh, Goromajima has ever killed anyone at this moment. Um, however... He will snap a neck, but it's fine. They'll they'll get better. It's just a neck injury. They're good. yeah.
0: You, you snap a neck, you hear you know you hear the, the horrible of popping their, sound. Yeah, and then you see the spittle fly out of their mouth every time. But they're fine. They get they're up. Fine. They're, they're fine. fine. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. They get up and they say, Owie. "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank they, you for cracking my neck, sir. Here's a. They say my here's a refreshing energy
1: drink. Yeah. He says my back hurt really bad. Here, take the stamina, and I'll I'll go away. Um. So that's. I mean. Oh, also, Thug
0: Style for of all weapons has a special uh, umbrella heat action. Does it? Yeah, you've never done. You know the normal umbrella heat action. Uh, vaguely, where you just like use the hook to reel reel someone in and then kick them away. Oh yeah, what is he? Majima, like stabs them with the umbrella, like the front end of it. Opens the umbrella and then takes one of the the rods out and stabs them in the shoulder with it. Whew! And then he strikes. And then he strikes a pose where you can see the blood on the
1: umbrella. <laughs> I'll have to it, look at that. I'll have to try that. It, Jesus, Machiba. Yeah,
0: there's uh, there's an umbrella on, like... I think both of the bridges have an umbrella.
1: So You know, that's probably a reference to uh, his first scene from Yakuza. Oh, one. yeah, does he
0: have an umbrella in that one? I, I was Yeah, he uh, he like
1: he almost stabs a guy in the face with the umbrella, remember? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's probably what that's a reference to. Yeah, um, yeah possible. So, after the tutorial... Um, Komeki is like, damn, you really did just go all out. You're definitely going to surpass me one day. Um, however, we're going to have sort of a mutual relationship where I'll spar with you and regain the strength that I once had. And you're going gra- to gain strength that you've never known. So I'll be out. I'll, uh, I'm about to head out, but I'll, I'll see you later. Um, I'm about to head
0: store. You need it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, give me some mandarin
1: that? oranges, dude. <laughs> I want to shove that in a person's mouth. Get me a get me a pork cutlet bowl while you're there. So um, <laughs> he goes to M-Store, and we're going to go to Odyssey. You can kind of chat up some people and learn some information about Odyssey before you go I not there. bother there's, with that. Yeah, there's no real reason to do it, but you learn, like, the kind of clientele, the girls there, whatever. So we're, we we crossed the town, crossed the bridge, and we're at Odyssey. Majima needs to put on a disguise so no one will no- notice the... the He's a very normal looking man. He's got an eye patch. he's got a ponytail, he's wearing a very shiny pair of shoes. So as long as you slap a pair of sunglasses over it, no one will notice. He still um, has
0: the shoes on, and the suit. And the
1: ponytail.
0: And the ponytail, but he takes off the eye patch and puts on some sunglasses.
1: And also when a dude wears sunglasses inside at night, that doesn't dry, that's normal, so it's fine. And you, and you can I,
0: see his fucked up eye through. You can see the his sunglasses. fucked up
1: eye, which is like the only time you can ever see his fucked up eye. So good on him for showing it to us in this game. So he goes into the club, and the waiter's like, uh, "Sorry, sir, we're uh, full. You'll have to wait uh, to have a seat. Uh, I'll pour you a drink if you'd like." And Then Majima's like, "Oh no, we're just 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 do your thing. I'll I'll wait over here." And uh, and he time passes. Looks like a lot of time passes, and they finally seat him down. And then we basically get a uh, we get a little. Uh, investigation time where we can kind of scope things out from our seat yeah and look let's kind of go
0: over the things that you see yeah he, this is a, he's gathering intel on Odyssey so he he sees that uh, the girls are wearing a lot of like almost all of them are wearing really outdated clothing which like that's not really gonna appeal to like younger guys that's yeah, they're not gonna... wearing
1: like they're not wearing like shutter shades they're not yeah. wearing like shirts that say dubstep on them yeah they're, they're that's not what the wearing, kids are wearing these days right yeah
0: they, they're they not wearing like a, a flat brim hat that says fam on it <laughs> um they're all wearing like pantsuits suits or whatever
1: yeah um he says that'll make the old
0: boy big slug feel right at home yeah he, he sees a, a couple of empty tables which is kind of suspicious given that the waiter told him that they were full uh uh, he sees. Uh, do you want to say the next thing he sees? Panning from right to left.
1: Well, he sees a sort of a, a dancing man in a in a in a diaper. Kind of a normal man. Just kind of a normal dancing bald man wearing like a. a I, I don't want to say a cum diaper, but that's really the only word that I can use to describe it as. He's also wearing um, chucks. He's wearing chucks because he's he. You never know when a game of one uh, on one is going to break out when you're at the club in your diaper just dancing just thrusting just just having a just having it just gyrating with the best of them by the staircase just alone emanating majima's like majima attention. says what the shit is that dude is like a lust machine so there's the dancing diaper man and then and then that's fine that's not, whatever don't worry about it and then also there's uh there's some people from the entertainment industry papillon papillon kato is is not here um, it would be funny if he was here, yeah. but it's just, he, Majima's like, oh, three guys, you can see it's the director, the lead actor, and some piss boy intern, <laughs> and, uh, there's three of them, and two girls, and he's like, huh. I'm an unpaid
0: boy. piss pig. <laughs>
1: Um, my resume says Piss Boy and uh, I do work for Papillon Kato, so you know, we're part of his entertainment business family, so we don't get paid, but he does pay us in uh, we have to take him to the host club. kiryu san, club.
0: I you know, after all, all these years in the industry, I really
1: believe in the power of piss to change people's lives and inspire them. <laughs> I've uh, uh can you uh Kiryu uh kiryu, producer Kiryu san, can you uh, fetch me the piss bowl? <laughs>
0: Now what what one of these things
1: There's a there's a bowl full of piss, there's an umbrella, and there's a second bowl full of piss. <laughs> so um the the hostess shows up, her name is uh Takako Chan, and uh we kinda gotta get some info out of her. You can tr- truth, doubt, and lie her. Um but you basically just kinda ask her everything and she'll she'll tell you what you need. Mm-hmm. Um you she learn says, that like,
0: Nozomi is, like, she's a consummate professional, and she really keeps up with, like, oh the yeah, news Oh, yeah, Nozomi, the number
1: one girl. Yeah, yeah. They,
0: they get a lot of, like, big-time politicians and businessmen in here, so Bankers. the girls are all motivated to, like, read the news the, the, and keep up. Yeah, the so bosses can... tell
1: them that they need to read the papes and stay on top of business, and yeah. Nozomi takes it very seriously. So to the point always... where
0: she doesn't know how to converse with the younger clientele.
1: Yeah, like, the, the kids, they, they roll in on their hoverboards. And they're, t- they're talking
0: about vaping and
1: Fortnite, yeah. and she's like, <laughs> she, I she's, don't... She, they're like, Nozomi's like, do you jewel? They're like, Nozomi, do you jewel? And she's like, I'd love to collect I know jewels. what's going
0: on with the, the NASDAQ right now. And Yeah. Uh...
1: Um, hey, Nozomi, what's your Fortnite account? And then she says, oh, is something happening in two weeks? Ha ha. And that just never works out, so she's really a, she's an old man's kind of kind of lady mm-hmm. um there's a there's uh, a couple other things that you can talk to uh talk yeah to, uh,
0: and that the odyssey is kind of uh, like yeah, they're, it's, it's they're they're desperate to beat the grand to the point where if they don't
1: outcompete the grand at the end of this month, all of the employees will have to pay a fee, which seems fucking wild yeah, seems wild uh can't imagine your boss making you pay a fine that fucking sucks um uh, but also. I mean they say that the they have their regulars, you know, and th- they're not they're not like dropping hundreds of thousands as is, but they they're having trouble drawing in new customers and especially you know younger customers and and sometimes the uh the girls need to like go out on dates with the guys and bring in new guys, so it's it's not going so great for the odyssey um I mean they have their business steady, but they're not gonna be able to outcompete the grand um there's also a lot of girls that only work like one shift a week. Mm-hmm. There's just a ton of them. And the reason being because the hierarchy is so so terrifying that the girls just constantly are up and quitting and going to different clubs. Yeah. So so that's that's kinda you know, a, a rundown on what the state of this this particular establishment is. Um Majima's interrupted by uh Yamagata, who's the uh manager of Odyssey, and he's just like, Oh hi Majima Hey, what's up? Hey, you're the uh, most distinctive looking man in this game. It's, pr- uh, it's pretty see, cool but. seeing the Lord of the Night visit my own club. Nice. Uh, he also calls out the fact that you're wearing sunglasses inside at night. He's like, that's a bold look, Majima. <laughs> so he, he basically tells uh, Takako to leave so he can sort of have a little little chat time. Um, he already is like, you're here to poach Nozomi, aren't you? <laughs> Majima's like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, not going to lie, just trying to take your girl. Yamagata says, uh, you know, is this how you run things at the Grand? Just sneaking around and spying on people? And he says, he says, uh, look, I'll call Nozomi over and you can talk to her. And then Majima says, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really go far without having you on board. I'm more here to sweet talk you than sweet talk her. Mm -hmm. So he, he basically explains, you know, what he's learned. He says, um, you're doing good business, but all your clients are old, old dudes and you can't really expand to the younger, fresher, uh, audience so you need some new girls um and by the way i have proof to back it up because you you uh made me wait even though i saw a bunch of open tables so it's not like you're you're full up you're you don't have enough girls to cover the whole house i mean those the piss boy you know he doesn't even have his own girl he has to share um so majima's like you're a smart guy you see where i'm going how how Um, could you how could you make the piss boy share How could you make the- the the piss boy has such a hard job. Can you just give the piss boy his own hostess, at least? Um, so Majima says he's got a couple things to sweeten the deal. He's got plenty of girls that could fill Nozomi's number one spot. He'll give him 10 million yen in cash on the spot to warm him up. He's also training a bunch of girls aimed square at the younger audience, the younger demographics, and also they're using lots of baseball analogies right here. He's like, you got a lot of home run hitters, but you really need a lead up batter. You need a, you need a relief pitcher. You need someone who can bunt. You need some, oh yeah, he says that. He He, says you need some girls who can bunt um, because you got a lot of home run hitters here, but you don't got the bunters. So he has a bunch of girls that are, they know, you know, they have their, their Fortnite accounts. So he's going to basically give them to Yamagata um, in exchange for Nozomi to fill the number one spot at the Grand and yamagata's like you would really hand over a bunch of girls like that to me that you were you've been training and majima's like yeah i sure would um i just need that number one so it's fine yeah it's like look
0: i i get a lot of money right now you get a lot of money down the line
1: works works out for both of us yeah yeah it's good stuff so and then he's and then he's just like all right, I'll take your deal, Machima. Um, but, but no more stunts you... like this. Yeah, no more skulking
0: yeah. around my place. And we're not working together. We are rivals. Also, Get could it? you
1: please could you please take the cum diaper man out of here? Could you just just Yeah, on on, on your
0: way out. Could you just like you know kind of him with you the piss boy can stay but take mr mr yeah, diaper the, pi- the piss boy is a paying customer but yeah come diaper this man, guy this he...
1: guy just comes in here and thrusts all night and he's he yeah through. like maybe that's an... motive much i don't know like, how he ge- i don't know how he even gets in like past the bouncer like he was just... like i know what your i know what your problem is i see a lot of empty tables and a lot of people are intimidated when they walk into the club and they see they see the the mr P- mr diaper just sort of gyrating in the back, and then they say, I'll go to the Grand instead. I think <laughs> if you kicked out the diaper man, you would probably have better business. So, um, yeah, that's good. We, wow, we got that's Nozomi. why they we call d- him the Lord of the Night. They really call him the Lord of the Night. So, we've got Nozomi, we didn't even meet her, but we we got her, um, and he's gonna basically, Majima's done for the day, he's gonna get some food, and then he's gonna pass the fuck out, because he's tired. Yeah. So, we go back to Sotembori Street, where the Grand is, and on this way, we hear a, a pissed-off man, and he's like, he's like, what the fuck is this? What kind of, what kind of, he says, what kind of ass clown goes on a raid with a big honking sword like this, you moron? So, this is an arms deal going down in Sotembori Street. Um, you sort of peek around the back, and there's just a dude holding a giant Chinese broadsword. And the guy's like, I just wanted a gun, (laughs) you asshole. And the dealer's like, the dealer's like, well,
0: that, that is, I crafted that weapon myself. That is fine Chinese steel you're holding right there. And if you're, if you're not worthy of it, then if you want to prove worthy of my weapons, you need to pass my test. And he's like, all right, then I'll, I'll, I'll run you through with this sword you gave me here and and the the deal is just like i will use this simple piece of lumber right i will here use this lumber to beat your ass smiling um,
1: serenely little lumber versus big sword yeah and then he does he he beats his yeah, ass with a piece of lumber kicks his ass with it and then majima um when majima kiryu when he sees uh when he has a revelation about a new combat style he says that's rad holy shit yeah majima says holy shit metal gear so uh the guy gets his ass beat and, uh, and the thug is like, damn, dude, that's that that's a primo stick you got there. Give me that thing. How much <laughs> did you, how did you make that thing? And then the guy's just like, this I just is picked it sword. up off the ground. I picked it up off, I picked it up off the ground. But that sword was a masterwork forged by hand. Sir, I must ask you to leave this establishment and never come back. And then everyone in the GameStop applauded. much, um, yay. So Ma- yay. So Majima like starts to leave, but uh-oh, it's Kameki. He's here. He's. Uh, he was like, ah, good to see you again, young disciple. I was searching for a place to spar, but it's. it, it seems I've come across a person that I was looking for. This man here is named Fei-Hu. His father, when he wa- walked the earth, was a great a great weapons manufacturer um, that I used to know. And I was here to check in on his son. And also uh, Fei-Hu already knew that Majima was standing there the whole time. He's also just looking at Majima, just staring at him. And, uh, he's I like, sense
0: danger in this man. Yeah, I
1: sense danger in this man. Um, Komeki's like, uh, Hey, boy! Wrong guy, sorry. <laughs> he's like, why don't you put Majima to the test? And then uh, Majima's like, excuse me, I've had a long day, I'd just like to go home, I don't want to have a fight, I don't want to have another tutorial again. And
0: Komeki says, it looks like you just had a revelation! Uh, you just, why don't you try out your new fighting style on this man? And Majima's like, alright, fine.
1: Uh, you know, it actually, it actually took me until like, three days ago for me to realize that, uh, this game came after Yakuza 4 and 5, which had the revel, and 3 and 4 and 5, which had the revelations in it, which is a system that we'll talk about when we get to those games, and that this is just an extension of that. Mm -hmm. Never knew about it until now, so yeah, Majima has had a revelation, and it's time to practice what we've just learned um, yeah, so, so
0: he, choo- he chooses his weapon, and he chooses, uh, like, a beat-up old shitty... Th- yeah, so, the, so
1: Feihu is like, he's like, I'll give you whatever weapon you wish. And Majima's like, ah, I'll just take that baseball bat over there. Um, and he's like, really? Hmm, interesting. And this is Majima's second style slugger! Let's talk about Slugger because this yeah. is a. Woo, this is a good one.
0: This is a good one. Go
1: ahead. Yeah, so Majima has a baseball bat. That's pretty much all you need to know. The baseball bat is extremely strong. It's extremely. It's not. It's not very fast, but it does a lot of damage, and it also it's it's uh, able to block weapons because it's a weapon itself. So you can block melee weapons. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can block bullets with the bat, but um, you can a eventually. There's a couple interesting. You, you can arc.
0: actually, if you if you advance it enough, you can actually whack bullets back
1: at it. Holy shit! I've never uh, Majima, actually managed to pull it off, but Majima voice. Holy shit! So that's <laughs> literally like Majima's a witcher and <laughs> he can fucking deflect bolts back at people. Yeah,
0: I mean the, the 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 upgrade describes it as like
1: pull off a genuine miracle and hit a bullet back at a man with your baseball bat. I mean, hey, if anyone could do it, it's Gora Majima. So. Um, the thing about the baseball bat is that it has, um, the way, you, there's, there's one move in particular that I really want to talk about, which is, uh, the three rush combo, so press three square three the times. Bat, the bat, the bat nunchaku. The bat nunchaku, which is basically, if you press, uh, the right amount of times, then press your finisher, Majimo will use his baseball bat like nunchucks, and as long as you keep pressing, uh, triangle, he'll basically do it for, I don't think it goes forever, but it feels it like go it goes forever. You can and you can get upgrades to extend it as well. Yeah, it's just, just, just you just know. swinging it. It just does so much damage. It actually it does a little amount of damage, but it does it for so long that it's just like Ooop. yeah. And it's
0: also like it will lock up any of the AI. Like even yeah, like bo-
1: even like boss
0: level enemies, they don't know what to do against it because it's just such a constant. I mean, level if someone did, did it attacks. to you, you
1: wouldn't know what to do about it either. Yeah. So um, like like even if they're blocking it,
0: like. You'll, you'll get a few attacks that'll break through and it'll whittle them down. And,
1: and we're talking, and, by the way, with these heat moves with the bat, we're talking fucking Major League Baseball or I guess uh, uh, super fighting Baseball. Baseball slam crack to the skull just like braining, like, no one's gonna survive this. Majima is not killing these people, but he is destroying their brains and skulls yeah. with his baseball It doesn't have is...
0: very many heat actions, actually. It no. basically just has the bat heat
1: action and then a couple yeah. of things you can unlock. They uh, kind of bulb their knees and Majima just Yeah, but that's that's kind of in exchange swim. for it just hitting like a truck all the time. It's just uh, so good.
0: It, and it's it, just, Also, uh, one other thing, yeah, the bat does ding off of walls. Like, during finishing moves, especially. So, like, that can be... Like, in confined spaces, it's pretty...
1: It it can be pretty bad to use. Yeah. But it's just... It just feels so good to hit people at the bat. Like, it's fun... It's fun to use melee weapons in this game. But they always break. But Majima has one that never breaks. And that's what's great about it. Yeah, he found the shittiest melee weapon. And that's the one that doesn't break. That's the secret. (laughs) Yeah. If, If Kiryu had gone to Sotenbori and walked into that alley and found the bat on the ground, he would be like... Perfect infinite bat. It's just
0: this one baseball bat. It's just a legendary bat that nobody
1: like somebody discarded it. The mad bat of Shimano. So, um everyone is everyone is surprised by Majima's excellent bat skills. Uh Feihu says that he's passed Um and basically Majima's the kind of clientele that his business, the Dragon and Tiger, exists to serve. So come inside and I'll give you an explanation of the Dragon and Tiger. Um I skipped this over this. Yeah, I, I me too. This is a this is a part of the game that I mean, I'm gonna do it so we can have content, but like it's yeah. really kind of a boring part of the game. It's a, it's almost like a little mini like just kinda waiting game. You send people out. Basically Feihu is part of a uh, a worldwide network of arms dealers. They exist all over the world. They um they go to archaeological sites and take weapons and use them as inspiration for their own weapons and you can kind of send different guys out and unlock new dudes and they'll sort of get you new weapon unlocks and you can upgrade weapons i never really yeah. worried about it because you can, you can has spend, a, yeah
0: you can spend yeah. money to send guys out and they will depending on the amount of money you get will increase their chances of success to bring back weapons or crafting materials and like there are rarer ones that you can get sometimes
1: now Majima so, has an unbreakable baseball bat, so I basically never touched this. But we'll 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 see about it because I kind of did it. Content. I never.
0: I don't think I ever really did. Yeah, I don't think I ever really got to like the story of the Dragon and Tiger. But I yeah. did like. I did like a fair amount of it to the point where I like Kiryu and Majima's inventories like filled up with pretty good weapons.
1: Cool. So so Majima says, "Well, what I'm really interested in right now is some uh, a dinner. So just give me the house special. Uh, Feihu also runs it with his wife. Lankan. Um." Longhua. So she makes him some food, and uh, after he eats, he goes outside, and Kameki tells him, basically, uh, I need a, I need a favor. Um, the, uh, I need you to keep their business quiet and just watch, keep vigil over them. Their shop may draw the ire of a terrible foe. Now I'm off. I'm about to head out. I'm going to the wilderness. Let I seriously you... don't
0: know what the fuck he's talking. About. I don't. Yeah, I know. That. I,
1: I know. I'm like, did I just never do this? Because I never, I never found anything like that. So. That's that's basically it for uh, for story time, and I think I'm about to head out.
0: I, I made this new friend. He's a very large man. He owns an island, so we're gonna go. Yeah, he fight owns an some, island. I'm gonna go, we're to gonna go his fight island. like orca whales and sharks together. He
1: he understands the true meaning of what it means to have a lot of money. He spends it the right way, which is he eats it. So um, <laughs> now I, I feel like it's a good time because we basically have free. Reign this of the is city. yeah. This is
0: when sub stories open. Yeah, so let's talk about a couple
1: sub stories. I, I did and one of Did a ton it? of
0: them too? There's so many of them. I had to, uh, I had to like, I was like, had to weave up and down the street to avoid all the ones yeah. that I wasn't gonna do. <laughs>
1: exactly, you're just hit, hit, batting them off with a stick, with a bat, if you will. Um, we actually, I don't know about you, but I put on the uh, the item that lets you see the sub stories on the map. No, yeah, so I did I that would, too. Yeah, yeah. When you play the game uh, your first time through. You basically just run into these at random, which is actually a little more fun when you're playing it for your first time, because you don't know where things are. Mm -hmm. So, would you like to start, or would you like me to start? Uh, I went first last week, so you can go. Sure. Alright, so, Majima's walking down Sotenbori Street, and he uh, runs across a a flustered young woman, and she uh, has a request for him. She's like, I need you to do something. I need you to be my boyfriend. Ah! Majima's like, what the fuck? You want to be a couple? You want to go on dates? And he's like, "Wait, okay, let's back it up." Um, I think uh, he's like, "He's like, I need to give this woman a, a strong answer." So I told her uh, that I think she should. We should just be friends. And then she says, "No, I don't need a friend. I need a boyfriend. It's that extra syllable that I need. It's important." Maji was like, "Okay, look, uh, I need this to be more natural. You can't just like, just can't just walk up to a person and tell them that." And she says, "Oh, wait, 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 I wait. I need wait, big naturals. I need okay." <laughs> um, That's what he says. She says, I think I left out some details. I need you to pretend to be my boyfriend. He's like, okay, well, that, that makes a lot more sense. I don't know why she uh, she needed to, you know, go at that angle the way she did. So here's the deal. This woman, her father is uh, visiting, and he wants to meet her boyfriend that she says she has. He's been hounding her for years with arranged suitors. So she just made up a boyfriend. She said he was a tall man with an eye patch and a ponytail and he had a dangerous look like at the edge of a knife (laughs) he ran a a, a nightclub called the cabaret grand and he has a if you look on his back he's got a tattoo of a demon on it um so she says uh that he's here to meet her boyfriend that doesn't exist however she just met a man who looks exactly like her imaginary boyfriend majima so she needed him to to pretend to be her boyfriend uh she says her name is kokoa but to call her Coco Chan, and uh he says he's Majima, and she says, I'll call you Goro Chan. Majima's like, oh my god, things are moving so fast between us. <laughs> so she says, Alright, we're gonna go to the restaurant and meet my dad right now. Um and Majima's like, Alright, so I have nothing to say to your dad, right? Just a just a handshake and an introduction, and she says, No, that won't that won't convince my dad. Uh, your my dad needs to know what kind of boyfriend you are. Um so I have a backstory for you. Your name is Gora Majima. We've been going out for six months. You're a dentist. You like long drives and movies. And my your favorite food is the Omo rice that you, I make. And he's Aww. like, okay, all right. And she says, got it memorized. Um, and so I, I do. I, I wrote it down, so. <laughs> um, Majima wrote it down on a napkin. So, uh, Coco-chan's Koko, dad is now here. He's a very buttoned-up, straight-laced kind of guy. Um, majima's like wow this is a, a very important milestone for uh, meeting a, a girl's dad this could impact the rest of her life i better prepare for this role properly so fortunately his time at the cabaret grand has uh, has honed his acting skills so you can kind of <laughs> you can kind of choose how you introduce yourself to the father you can say "Please to meet you sir i'm Gora majima you can say i'm delighted to meet you father and you can say please make my miso soup every morning which I believe is a an old fashioned proposal line in Japan when you when oh. you, uh, that's like an old way of telling a girl that you want to marry her is to say that you want her to make your miso soup in the morning oh. um, so I did the normal introduction, and the old man is like. Wow, the youth of today, they really don't know the, be- the 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 importance of a good introduction and a firm handshake. There's something about you that I like. You're a, you're a large adult man. And Coco-chan is like, you're not like, a, he's not like other guys. And the guy's like, wow, I, I honestly, when you told me that your boyfriend was a slender waist, ponytailed, eye patched man with a dangerous aura, not like, unlike a dag- dagger's edge. I actually didn't expect that this man actually existed. Um, I thought you just had an overactive <laughs> imagination. Um so he's like what what kind of job do you have um you can tell him you're a yakuza you can tell him you run the nightclub you can but i told him of course that i am a dentist um he says that he can't believe that a dentist looks like this and he's like you know there's more to me than meets the eye is it hard so get a
0: dentist with an eye patch uh
1: i mean from my experience going to the dentist you basically go and then the dentist looks at your teeth and says okay good to go goodbye um so, I mean, maybe you can do it with an eyepatch. Uh, no disrespect to dentists who maybe do more jobs than that. I'm not sure. So he asks how you met uh, Cocoa. Um, I, I lost told my eye,
0: eye in a tragic dentistry I th- accident.
1: I lost my eye. You know that water jet that sprays your teeth <laughs> at the dentist? uh turned around and hit me right in the eye. So I told uh, I told Cocoa's father that we sat next to each other in a movie. And it Aww. was a tearjerker. And uh, I offered her my handkerchief. And that's how we met. And, yes. and yeah, I I blow my nose into that thing, and she wiped her eyeballs with it, and that's and that's how I also lost my eye. <laughs> so um, that's how cocoa lost her eye. So then he's like, I got to ask you, what do you find attractive about my daughter? Because I'm worried that she's too innocent and childlike. I I'm not sure if she's going to grow up to be live a prosperous uh family life. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Um, I I did the wrong answer here. I don't know what the right answer is, but I said that I liked her rice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's kind of shallow, Majima. <laughs> <laughs> so Kokoa goes to the bathroom and leaves me alone, Majima, alone with this girl's father, which is horrific. I, as a person with social anxiety, the idea of having this happen to me is just like oh god. About the Mets, yeah. <laughs> Do you like uh? You like those Hanchin Tigers? So uh, as she leaves. Cocoa's father says, "I know that you're playing. I know you're playing along with Cocoa's lie. You can stop pretending." Um he you says, "You can take off that eye patch. You can take off that eye patch. You can take off that ponytail. I know you're just an actor." He says it's his fault that she pulled this stunt. He shouldn't have pushed her into all those dates. And he was too overprotective, but he sees that she's capable of standing on her own two feet and he won't he won't send her any more suitors. And uh, he says there's another reason that he le- went along with this charade even though he knew it was a lie the whole time, which is one day kokoa is gonna bring home a real boyfriend and this is good practice maji was kind of pissed off because he he uh feels he says like it feels really gross lying to someone who knew the entire time that it was all fake um (laughs) and he says but by the way i think there's more to kokoa's stunt than just worrying about an arranged marriage i think that she wanted to show you not to worry so much and that she can manage her own life so kokoa's back um, Majima basically uh, tries to tell her that her dad knew, but but her dad interrupts and he's like, well, you have nothing to worry about. It seems like your boyfriend's a great guy, um, and I'll stop trying to set you up now. Let's go back to the hotel. Um, and so they, they go to the hotel. She says she'll walk him back. Um, she... Oh, bye, Craig. Bye. Um, Tachibana strikes again. He just can't stay. He just can't stay. So, hold on. I'm just going to pop Craig back in. Um... Basically, Kokuwa's father is like, "Before I go, I have one more request. You're such a great guy. Will you be my daughter's real boyfriend?" And then Majima's like, "No." Boyfriend? Yeah, oh yeah, he says, "Will you be my boyfriend?" And it's like, "Oh, whoa." And then Majima's like, "This is why I'm single." So, uh, <laughs> uh, <what? laughs> uh, so will you will you share with me what happened to you on the streets of Sotembori? Yes. So I did
0: substory number 51 rise of the dragon
1: <laughs> oh god this one already yes oh boy
0: all right I, well I, no, be... i've never
1: actually done this one before amazing this one is so good i just i it's knew just be... i knew
0: about it but i'd never actually done it
1: this will be a really interesting one to talk about and let's just be very careful with the words that we use okay
0: <laughs> let's go so uh walking down East uh, Shofukujo Street, which is why I never did this because that's that's an area that has nothing on it. It's a dead end street. There's nothing there. That's why I never did this substory. Uh you you Majima is suddenly called out to by a man hiding behind a pillar. Another pillar man. Um <laughs> a lot of pillar mans in the city. Yeah. There 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 has to be a third one somewhere. Yeah. Um so uh the man you meet the man, you talk to him, uh, and it turns out he, he's not wearing any pants. Uh-oh. Uh, he asks to borrow Majima's because his Bontans were stolen. His Bontans. Bontans? Bontans? Bontans. bontans? I
1: think that's like the, the Japanese school uniform pants. I yeah, believe. so
0: so basically Bontans are like, if you see like a, an anime with like, or you just see like one of those Japanese delinquents with the big puffy pants, it's those pants. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, Majima, of course, refuses to hand over his pants Because he doesn't, you know He doesn't want to go out and about Just swanging dick, like, all over the place He's uh, swanging Yeah, uh, the guy's like, well Fuck it then, I'm gonna fight you to, For the right to wear those pants uh, So, uh, after snapping the man's neck The the, the kid explains <laughs> he, he, you, he explains to Majima Like, what the deal is With his uh, missing pants His name is Toru uh, he's from Sotin North High, uh, and he got mugged by the Bonten Hunter. Oh. The Bonten Hunter. He, he's, uh, he's someone who beats up delinquents and takes their pants as a trophy. He's just this big, huge, stacked guy. But the weird thing is, he wears like a tiny student backpack. He's just uh, a little backpack. Yeah. Toro uh, asked Majima to please, please get my pants back. Uh, and that the hunter, he hangs out around Magutako, uh, the Takoyaki, the Takoyaki place, uh, up north. Um, so you go up there and you are, of course, approached by, uh, a large, large man with slicked-back blonde hair, uh, and a student backpack, asking to
1: take your pants. It would have been funny if Majima had to wear a pair of Bontans for for this very reason. He's like, yeah. "I need some bait." I mean, he, the the kid the, the
0: guy does say, "Give me your bontons." And Majima's like, "These aren't These aren't <laughs> these, bon- are, these are These are, these very are expensive. Pants. This is a, These are This is a tuxedo, dude." Like, "What what are you talking about?" Uh, and the and the guy says, "All right then. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to beat the shit out of you and then take 'em. Peeling's better than stealing after all." Uh so this guy is pretty tough. Uh, yeah, he's you got, fuck he's, with the Bontan He's got right? a humongous health bar. He's got like a full boss health bar and a half. Um, and he hits pretty hard. Uh, but you beat him up, and then after you beat him up, some little kids walk up and they're like, "Oh no, Ryuji Kun! Ryuji Kun's been beaten! Oh no! Please, please, you have to let Ryuji Kun go!" <laughs> he was just do- he was just doing this for us, uh, and then it cuts. And like Ryuji's, uh, the the, Ryuji kun is asleep on the bench, and the kids are explaining to Majima. Uh, Ryuji is another elementary school kid, (laughs) (laughs) he's like 12 years
1: old. Majima just beat up a 12 year old boy.
0: He's very large. He just slammed
1: a baseball bat into a kid's skull, but it's okay (laughs) because the kid looked like an adult. He did look like an adult. Um,. And
0: uh, Ryuji, he beats up older delinquent kids because they're always bullying the younger ones and taking their money and threatening oh, nice them guy. to tell adults. Nice kid. Uh, and he actually did this despite all the other kids shunning him. Yeah, all he's the, just looking out for they, the they, used, they They used to all play with him like when they were younger, but like every, then it it was found out that Ryuji's dad is a Yakuza, not just any Yakuza. He's like a big shot in the
1: Omi Alliance. Oh, so geez. like all,
0: all of their parents were like you can't play with ryuji that's can't. sad
1: yeah he's, he's he's i thought you were gonna say that ryuji hit his growth spurt and uh began to look like an adult man and then no one wanted the <laughs> adult man to play with their children um no, no that's that's muscle puberty that's just it happens <laughs> when you're when you're uh you know a bontan boy
0: yeah, well, Ryuji wakes up and he's like, I, I didn't do it, be- I- he's-, he's Sendere, he's like, I-, 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 I didn't do it to protect you guys, I just did it because those guys are assholes and I don't like them, but they're a bunch of pussies.
1: Man, Ryuji really is kind of a, a Jotaro kind of guy.
0: <laughs> and he's like, alright, you, this Majima guy, you're pretty tough, I guess, but... I'm going to get even stronger, and I, next time I see you, I swear I'm going to take those pants right off your ass. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the the kids give you back the, the bontons from Toru, uh, and Majima brings them back. And Toru's like, alright, thanks, dude. Uh, I'm going to go gather up some of my friends. We're going to go jump this Ryuji kid. Oh my uh, god, leave him alone, he's just a boy. Uh, Majima, Majima's pretty worried, he's like, well, Ryuji's pretty big and strong. He's a pretty big and strong 12-year-old, but, like, even a bunch of these, you know, knuckleheads might be able to, you know, beat him up. Yeah. Um. So you go back up to, to make sure he's okay, and by the time you get there, Ryuji's already knocked out all of these all of these big boys, these teenagers. <laughs> Just a
1: strong lad.
0: Yeah, he's, Just standing, a he's kid. standing on the bench and T-posing to assert his dominance. Uh and he, he starts heading off because he has he has math drills for homework. He has to go home. Um and and as he's walking off the the Toru, the Bonten guy is like What's your name? And he says Ryuji Goda Uh and Majima says Wow, Ryuji Goda, that's a real dragon in the making. Mm. and that's the end of the sub-story.
1: A lot of people are talking about Ryuji Goda, but I wish pe- uh, everyone would Ryuji Goda the polls. <laughs> so that's a night's worth of adventures. Um, we're going to go back to Majima's um, Majima's, yeah, shitty little tiny apartment. He has all the money in the world from his club, but he is going to live in a tiny place so he can save up more, so he can be back in the Yakuza. But it's time for one little last scuffle before before we turn it in. Yeah, um, some, goons some from Odyssey, Odyssey. Uh, like show up. Hey, you poached out. a number one.
0: You took Nozomi-chan. We don't agree with the manager's policies, so we're gonna beat you up. Uh, yeah, he, and, and he, then he's like we heard
1: he's like we heard that you don't hurt paying customers. Uh, we heard that customers king, and then Majima's like. Yeah, but Yeah, I that's mean, true, if, but you're not but you're my You're not customers. paying customers. If you want to get revenge, come to my club and drink and I'll grovel at your feet all night, but just make yeah, sure you pay the I'll tab. Yeah. I'll fucking when you're lick done. your
0: boots, but like Yeah. Uh, anyway, right now you're just
1: assaulting me outside of my home. So I will have that. You ask use you bat you to bat Nunchaku, and they all vaporize into <laughs> pink mist and they're gone. I'm not
0: feeling very good, Mr. Majima.
1: <laughs> so, uh that's that's that. Um back inside um of Majima's sad little tiny dirty apartment cleaner than curious because it has no furniture um, yeah it, he just doesn't do anything with it yeah true he just lives at his job basically he's he's uh he's just crack open cracks open a window to smoke his cigarette and like, he sees
0: it, 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 it's v- it, i like the window opening because it's like it doesn't just open smoothly he has to like yeah really he's got to like at
1: you know you we all have that shitty window so he sees some friends just some some good looking normal dudes some some buds outside there's one guy standing directly across from his apartment just staring into his soul just like that guy earlier yeah and there's a guy there's on a, the roof
0: there's a guy on the roof also staring into his soul there's a guy on a passing boat staring yeah there's a into boat
1: that just the guy on the boat is staring at and then good old cart pushing homeless man outside our our good friend staring into his soul we love it. Majima hey, Majima's a, a man surrounded by friends.
0: Yeah, this, this, the thing here is Majima is being watched.
1: Yeah, at all times. There's always people keeping an eye on him uh, to make sure that he's not up to any funny business. Presumably they're with the Omi Alliance. Mm-hmm. And what does Majima say to close off our chapter?
0: He says, this city's a prison. How long till I'm free of these walls, eh, bro?
1: Eh, hey, bro? Ah. Uh, whew. That's the yeah. end. Well uh A Kyodai. We'll uh we'll get to that. We'll unpack that next week. Uh but as a person who's just played some of the later games, it's uh really hit me. Really hit yeah. me in the feel feelings, that line. Um when you play it the first time you don't really get it, do you? No. Yeah. Uh so, um that's it. That's it for chapter three. Uh the wonderful character introduction of our good pal Goro Majuma. Uh we'll be with him for a while in this game and uh Mm-hmm. I'll ask you this, I'll ask you this, and we'll, we'll ask you throughout the game. Who do you prefer to play as in this game, Kiryu or Majima, story-wise and gameplay?
0: Um, I mean, at this point, like I said at the beginning, Majima's story is probably a lot more intriguing. Like, he's in a much more, like, uh, precarious position, it seems. Like, mm-hmm. he had like, it, it, and also it helps that it really only focuses on him. Like, That's with true. Kiryu, Kiryu, we have to worry about, like, it's all this nonsense with Kazuma Tachibana, that you have to sort out. And Nichi- and like, yeah. Nishiki
1: and Kashiwa. Yeah. yeah, you're right. This is Majima's story, really. Um, of course, you know, Kiryu is the series protagonist, so we need to get him up to speed and sort of get his place in the story cut out first. Majima, you know, is a character who's around... But he's also yeah. never really the main character outside of this game.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, I feel like in this game, he is more of a protagonist than Kiryu is. Like, I think
1: so. He has he has a lot. His plot is like I think you like, know. He's I more, think, he's
0: more the emotional core than he Curio is, and was, also he's
1: know. kind of the driving action. He he's the one who makes a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff happen in the plot. But I, I will say it is it is both their stories for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, and I just think. Man, of a way to, in terms of ways to introduce your character, especially um, not to like fully spoil Majima, but when you when you see Majima later in the series, and versus how you see him now, very different. And when the game yeah. comes out, and they say this story you play as Majima, and you're like, "Oh shit, I wonder what kind of things Majima's going to be getting up to in this game." And he comes out, and he's doing customer service. He's doing it's customer a, service, getting champagne poured on. Yeah, he's not, not like anything. he's not reacting to anyone taunting him. He's just being very straight laced, very serious. That that's a, a, a just an amazing way to start out um, introducing mm-hmm. this character for the first time and chronologically. So that's a great chapter. I love this one yeah um, so do we uh do you want to take a break mm. and then get into some uh education? Yeah. yeah all right mm. i'm gonna grab some uh grab some water and i'll be right back
0: Welcome to this week's Essence of Education. Oh boy, uh, I can't wait to hear about what our topic is. <laughs> uh, this week we are going to be talking about Hostess Clubs, or Hostess Clubs. So Hostess Clubs are kind of a staple of nightlife in Japan and generally East Asia, although they do exist as far away as California in some cases. Uh, so the, kind, wow. of, kind of the deal is, is that you pay an entry fee, or... Actually, sometimes you don't. There are smaller establishments where you don't pay an entry fee. Uh, those are like I, I kind of just wrote down notes, so I'm not. I'm trying to figure out how to structure this on the fly. Yeah, that's fine. Go for it. <clears throat> uh, I'm I'm gonna leave out that bit about snack bars. Yeah, that's fine. Snack bars come later. That's another thing. Uh, so generally the deal is that you pay an entry fee and that. Uh, you get to sit down with a hostess and spend some time with them so like you, you in exchange for buying like drinks which can be pretty expensive like you, you can get like really expensive champagne or like even like champagne towers and stuff where they're like you know they pour champagne on the top and it, it trickles down to all the glasses below uh champ sh- champ champagne champagne sh- yeah. champagne
1: champagne oh trickle down yeah uh, kind of a reagan i'm trying to make reagan's host club yeah Yeah, we love trickle down champanomics i'm ronald reagan baby (laughs) we love to call ourselves ronald reagan on on like a podcast yeah
0: so you yeah and you you buy drinks and you spend money uh and the host will spend time with you and like keep you company kind of entertain you with like sort of flirtatious conversation and sometimes like lighter activities like karaoke and such uh yeah in, the, in a lot of media like the stereotypical customer uh is like will be like a salaryman or like a lonely guy just kind of looking to unwind after a long day of work with a drink and like a pretty girl in their arm
1: right yeah yeah and there's also um obviously there's hostess clubs but there's also host clubs which is the sort of the other yeah. way they have a attractive men. Um, and they'll, you know, dance and entertain and talk and yeah. they basically, yeah, it's just you're paying for, for, for company basically. Yeah, they, they, it's they a, function it's a strange I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, they
0: function largely the same host and hostess clubs. Like there's, there's some little differences that, uh, but like, we're not really going to get into that. Um, like the, the interaction isn't sexual. Like uh, a lot, a lot of clubs have like a no touching policy, like, you know, like the Cabaret Grand uh <laughs> uh and like it, it's not like a strip club like there's no dancing there's not any nudity there's no prostitution uh like th- this is to be contrasted with like soap lands which are like
1: uh soaplands. those are like mas- yeah those are like adult massage parlors yeah, yeah. That,
0: that's like a, a bathhouse basically like you you go there and a sexy yeah. girl can i looked at the wikipedia for soaplands, and it was like Uh, this form of uh frottage uh also known in america as a pussy job (laughs) is like where uh, oh gosh is is a source of is a i'm getting too into detail but
1: apparently things like that happen at soap plans. these don't happen at hostess clubs i believe there's also um it's also a thing that that um you know hostesses can take their clients out on dates like, they'll take them outside the club, yeah. which is yeah. a, a little dangerous sometimes. It can be dangerous. Yeah, gonna... But from what I understand, um, you know, especially, like, the higher end. I actually once watched a, a video about, like, the most high highest grossing um, hostess in Japan who, you know, makes, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a week. Holy but smells. she basically invests it all back into her her clientele. I mean, obviously, mm. she's loaded now. But, like you know most of the money that she makes she actually puts back into her job Damn. uh because she wants to like buy gifts for her clients because it's all about like that mm. connection it's a it's a very interesting uh yeah there there, and, there is and, like a give and take
0: between the hostess and yeah. the customer uh, it's strange
1: um from a from a perspective of a person who uh kind of hates speaking to strangers <laughs> yeah uh, yeah
0: uh, so, so that's basically yeah, yeah i was i was i just wanted to unload that thing about soap plants because i was really entertained to see a wikipedia article with the word
1: pussy job, <laughs> pussy, pussy job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see also um that will not be the episode title i've also thought it's quite interesting that being a host or a hostess requires you requires you to drink on the job like, you have to drink on the job. I uh, also
0: saw so while I was like reading a... about this that, like, there are some, like, some places, like, alcoholism can become a problem. But there are some places that'll just give the girls, like, non-alcoholic drinks.
1: Oh, I see. But it is it is a thing that you can, like, <clears throat> a part of your job is to get people to drink a lot. Yeah. And, and buy expensive, you know, stuff. Yeah, that, so. that can be a dangerous
0: side effect. Uh, there are ways to,
1: you know circumvent yeah. that it's actually interesting i i think it's nice that, that no not nice but i think it's interesting <laughs> that there are clubs that are like well to in order to protect the uh livers of our employees yeah. and the safety because it's probably dangerous to be oh, drinking all the time constantly uh, and around strange them, men yeah strange men while who that who are also intoxicated yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a weird job but there's no obviously no disrespect to any uh girls or women who uh who practice that, or or men, for that matter. Uh, there there are... You know, it's what they say. It's a living. Uh,
0: there is, uh... Yeah, on the other hand, in 2009, uh, the, uh, Kyabakura Trade Union was formed, after, like, complaints from hostesses for, like, low pay and, uh, awful working conditions. Are you telling me there's a hostess union? There is a hostess union.
1: Fuck yeah! Yeah. That rules.
0: Uh, hell yeah. I don't, I i didn't write down really if they've made like any major like accomplishments but yeah there is a there is a union for them so that's pretty
1: cool good good for them any all unions are good yeah
0: Yeah, so uh hostess clubs are yeah like i said they're they're a staple of nightlife in japan they're a staple of nightlife in the yakuza games you uh like pretty much all of them you can go to a hostess club and they pretty much reflect what i said you pay an entry fee you get in you talk to a girl and you can converse with them, you can give them gifts, you can buy drinks, you can do all sorts of things, and what this does, it it will fill up, like, a, like an affection bar. Uh, and, like, if you say the right things in conversation, you buy more expensive drinks, you get them better gifts, you will get uh, better and you will get more affection from them, and then usually, eventually, you'll be able to go on dates with them, where you can, like, you can go out, you can... Do karaoke yeah, with can, them. Go bowling. Yeah, th- play Yeah, arts. you can do all sorts of things. That's usually how you get, like, the, uh, there's always a few karaoke songs that you can't sing. Like, you can <laughs> only do, like, backup for, and that's how you get, like, the actual yeah. music videos for them, is that you bring a girl there and she'll sing and you'll do backup. And and there there will there is
1: additional hostess club content that we will get in this game that we'll talk about later. Oh yeah, there sure is. We'll get to it in a little bit. So that's the kind of place that Maggio is managing, though I don't think his hostesses are uh, are getting murdered. I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> um all right. We have some questions. If you have a question, you can go to twitter.com slash podcastgagotoku. Um I'll, I'll make a post before we do an episode letting us uh, letting you guys know. Uh, that you can ask us some questions. And if you just leave a comment on that post, we'll uh, answer your question on the podcast. We got three this week. Nice. We've got one from friend of the show, Maxi Bajillion. It says... Aside from the cutscene at the beginning of Chapter 3, what's the single greatest character introduction you've ever seen in a game? I forgot to say this during the episode, but my first time playing through um, this game when Majima did the thing he did... um, You know, I I joke about everyone in the GameStop applauded. I did actually uh, find myself clapping and standing (laughs) in my living room for real, not even like as a joke for Majima at the beginning of the game. Nice. So this is the single greatest character introduction I've seen. I really enjoy also the... uh, the one from Metal Gear Three, where we meet Big Boss for the oh, first time yeah. when he's in the plane, he's smoking the cigar. That one's pretty fun. Hey, put I like, that cigar. I'm out. a big. Uh, yeah, put that cigar out. He's a. You know, I. I mean, I think that you know, when you meet an iconic character for the first time, it's always in, well. I guess you, it's not the first time you meet Big Boss, is it? But you know, it's the first time we've met uh, David Hayter, Big yeah, Boss. I mean, there's a lot I, I can go off one, on,
0: but like the one that I thought of first was uh, Doom 2016.
1: Uh, oh which one is that is that where you like yeah you wake you wake up in the coffin
0: and like oh zombie is walking towards you and you break your chains and just fucking smash its skull open like with your bare hands and then like as you go through the thing like you're like you you see that there's a demonic outbreak you you kill a few zombies and then you get into the elevator and you're introduced to samuel hayden and he says oh yeah he tells you like i assure you, you this was all worth it this was a good idea and you just like the Doom Slayer, just like fucking cracks his knuckles and smashes the hell yeah panel Love in the it. elevator, and then it, it cuts to like the the musical intro, and, and then he cocks his shotgun in time with the music, and I, I clap like a seal. Iconic. That's
1: that's so fucking good. Here's one from uh, from uh, I believe this is from Friend of the Show Audrey. Yes, Friend uh, of the Show Audrey, who like.
0: We'll probably, we'll absolutely be on the show at some point and is also at the rate uh, she is going. We'll beat all of the Yakuza games before either of us do.
1: Yeah, for sure. So here's a question that says, What lessons can we learn from Majima's stint in customer service? Um, have you ever worked a customer service job? Yes, I I worked at a grocery store for about four years. It was my job. I've worked in food service for, I think, like two and a half years total now. So, um, I think, here's what I've learned. So Majima is a manager. And, you know, in general, managers, love them or hate them, they make more than you. A lot of the time, they don't do as much work as the as the people, you know, working hard every day. That's how I feel. As the people cranking I hard think we in the l-
0: factories all
1: night. As <laughs> the people cranking hard in the Tesla factory every night. Neilon does make more than them. And he he just posts about fucking Evangelion on Reddit all day. <laughs> but what have we learned from Majima? Majima's a, an objectively great manager. Um, he just handed 500,000 yen to one of his employees and gave him days off without any questions. He's great uh, managing club morale. He also is being held at gunpoint at all times and hates his job and hates his life and wants to leave as much as possible. So I believe that what we've learned is that to be a good manager, you don't want to have your job and you'd rather be doing something yeah. else. But if you don't do your job, you'll be murdered by the Japanese Yakuza, by the Omi Alliance. Yes, I think that's what I've learned. That's the Just the manager
0: act who as if who, at all times if you don't
1: do what you're oh, no, supposed to Oh no 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 don't act actually don't actually... act It needs to be the reality of your life is that if you don't if you, you know, fuck up if your we'll manager to at McDonald's prison. yeah <laughs> if your manager at McDonald's was always at all times being threatened by being sent to the hole This and is being where tortured. McDonald's
0: cashiers who lose their way go the hole
1: No it's where the managers go the managers go to the hole because the managers are in deep with the Omi Alliance, <laughs> or any managers, managers at all places. So here's a question from friend of the show Mike Dawson, who says you're on vacation in Osaka in 1989. Do you visit the Grand? If not, where else would you visit in Sotembori? For the sake of this, let's imagine you have the kind of money to be going on in this vacation in the first place. Yeah, it's the, it's a fantasy where you find yourself in Sotembori, and the only choice you have is to hit up the the Smile Burger for every meal. <laughs> Um, from my understanding, Sotenbori is like the food district of Osaka. Yeah, I, I've said many times in the episode, I I am not uh, a very social butterfly. So the idea of going to a host hostess club is not maybe my idea of yes, fun. It's more my idea of torture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if I if I'm ba- if I am a bad manager, um, Sagawa and Shimano will send me to the Cabaret Grand, where I'll have to talk to people for extended <laughs> periods of time. Kill me. Send me, send me free. Please just um, tell I, me where I, my cashier is. Yeah, how can I leave? How can I get out of here? I think if I was in Sothembori at this time, I would go and just have a, a grand old food time. I just yeah. go to all the restaurants. That's yeah, what that'd I'm be thinking. pretty that great. That sounds like,
0: delicious. So Sotin- Sotinbori Street, there are just a bunch of restaurants up and down. Like there's a ton of them. Like there's a little place where you're. I don't know what it's called, but they just, like, fry everything. So, like, you could just get, like, little morsels of fried food.
1: Oh, that's, uh... I think that's called, the. Uh, oh, what's that called? It's Karaage, Something maybe? like that. It's got, like, the... Yeah.
0: It's got, like, the, the sculpture of, like, the guy with the mustache out front.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that's not, that's not Karaage. No, I know what you're talking about, though. That might be kar- Oh, no, it is it's Karaage. It's a pretty cool
0: place. Uh, that, that... There's the, the takoyaki yeah, stand. the takoyaki stand. The, the picture... We haven't gotten into it, but when you go to a restaurant... Like in order food, they have like actual real pictures of the food that you order, and it oh, yeah, always it's delicious. looks so good. Like,
1: I always wish that uh, the Yakuza games had unlocked the Final Fantasy fifteen technology, where when you order the food, it gives you a glamour shot of the meal on the on table. Yakuza seven oh. will get that bread. Oh, we get that
0: bread <laughs> in Yakuza that
1: seven, bread, man. <laughs> well, let's get that bread. Let's get that
0: bread, but it's actual literal bread.
1: It is literal bread. It's not. Yeah. So th- I think. I think. I think Sotembori just have a grand old food The place time. with the big crab, that's, that's the what place I'm thinking. with the
0: big puffer fish, uh, Shot- Oh yeah, good I'd, stuff. I probably wouldn't go to Shot Bar Stigil, but, you know, it sounds like a nice place.
1: Isn't there a place in, in Kiwami 2, Sotembori, that's called, like, Big Big Iron Steak, or something like that? It's like this crazy oh, steakhouse.
0: I know in the Yakuza 5, I've, I've been really entertained by a place, I think it's called, like, Hungry Tom's Steakhouse or something, like,
1: Hungry Tom's Steakhouse, that's what it's called, that's right, yes, that's it. Yeah. It was Hungry Tom's, uh, good stuff. Yeah, I was just, um, I was, like, in, in a
0: cutscene as, in Yakuza 5, uh, as, uh, cut this out, as Haruka, and it's, like, in the background, like, right behind Haruka's head, you can just see Hungry Tom's Steakhouse! Hungry Tom. <laughs> I just like, please, uh, <laughs> could you do this, could you, like, at least put the camera at a different angle so I don't have to see this every time? It's kind of ruining the mood. Uh...
1: Yeah, it's like this super emotional scene, and, and it's set inside the Hungry Toms, and the waiter comes by, and he's like, howdy, welcome to Hungry Toms! Yeah, I mean, it's it's all like right. if, just like, yeah, I mean, it's like NY Hot Dog. Like, Yeah, it is like NY Hot Dog. They never let you in, but you always want to go in. All right, I think that's enough for today. Those are all of our questions. Thank you uh, for those great questions, and thank you for listening. I'm going to take it to the close, and I'm going to handle it today, because you did it last time. Uh, you've been listening to Like a Podcast. You can find us on the, online at LikeaPodcast.libsyn.com. We're also on Spotify now, so if you if you're a Spotify person, you can listen to us there. I'm working on getting us on iTunes. I needed to uh, fix our show art to do that. Um, but yeah, LikeaPodcast.libsyn.com. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com/podcastgagotoku. That's podcast g a g o t o k u um, Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Brad, Rex. You can find Argyle on Twitter at twitter.com slash Argyle underscore funk. We do some other podcasts. I do jurgin it with my brother, um, where we watch and talk about the secret life of the American teenager. We have a new retrospective episode coming out, uh, coming out on, I believe, Saturday. And Argyle, where where are you at? What are you doing?
0: I have another podcast called Pod of Greed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh! You can
1: follow them on Twitter
0: at Pod of Greedcast.
1: Love it. Got some good episodes coming out soon, I believe. I've I've been been keeping up mm-hmm. and it's been good talking about season 4. Yeah. Love it. It's just blazing through that that uh that that wild ass season. Um I believe that is all we have to say this week. Oh, also, you can find us on Noise Space now in the sort of friend of the show podcast zone, yeah. so that Noise Space network. Um. That that's our not our new home, but it's where you can uh, get advertised about. You can also find me ad. at
0: Hungry Tom Steakhouse.
1: You can find me at Hungry Tom Steakhouse too. Just just really tearing into a juicy. I am a vegetarian, but tearing. Let's in this. I'm tearing into a delicious portobello. I am mushroom.
0: smashing some ribs. I'm not a vegetarian. I am.
1: Yeah, you're I, just sucking yeah, them I've, down. I've, you're pulling I've them got off a, the I've bun.
0: got like. I've got like the tablecloth tucked into my shirt like it's you have a the, bib. Yeah,
1: rib do you, have, you don't have the like hungry tom's rib bib no i've got the ta i'm like a cartoon i've got the whole
0: tablecloth tucked into my shirt
1: like oh my a gosh.
0: i'm 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 not wearing gloves i've got barbecue sauce all over my face it's on my glasses i'm i'm going oh God. hog wild on some ribs
1: just literally hog wild. You need to
0: wear a poncho if you get within like twenty feet of my table. Or you yeah, will, you're in the you're in
1: the you're in the BBQ zone. You're in the stuff. sticky
0: zone. You will get you will get splashed with barbecue sauce.
1: Jesus. All right, that's enough. And as always, Kiwami means extreme. Bye. Bye. 深夜12時を過ぎたって